Hey guys, my name is Carlos. Most of y'all know me as Cargo. I'm the host for the Go For Two podcast, where I break down the offseason to see how teams got better or worse through free agency in the draft. I create team reports and, of course, do a lot of mock drafts. And during the regular season, I hit you with all the fantasy football information and cover all the big headlines. And, of course, got to cover the playoffs, where I break down matchup and predict winners. Not all the time, of course. But welcome to season four. Let's go for it. Alrighty, guys, you know the deal. This is going to be week five. These are going to be my predictions. Uh, I'm going to tell you who I'm rolling with this week. Uh, we're going to go over some news in the NFL and then talk about some teams on a bye as well. So I want to start off with the bye week teams. Right now we have the Browns, the Chargers, Seahawks, and the Bucks. Um, I think this is a really important week for the Browns, the Chargers, and the Bucks, they all have guys that are dealing with some injuries, big-time players. The Browns, uh, Deshaun Watson's got a little bit of a shoulder injury. I think a bye week um, and being off last week will do him some real good. Uh, Chargers, um, hopefully getting Austin Eckler back healthy. And then the Buccaneers trying to get Mike Evans back as well. Uh, Seahawks coming off a Monday night victory. It'll give them some chance to rest Um as they get ready for week six in the NFL. So uh, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So Thursday night game, it's a really interesting game. I know that the teams are not that great. Um, we have the 0-4 Bears going against the 2-2 two two Commanders. So in this game, I'm going to be taking the Commanders. Like I said, it's not a great matchup on a Thursday night primetime game. Um, both of these teams last week put up a lot of points, which is very surprising. Considering the weeks that they've had before, um, last week the Bears had the win in the bag, and just the you know they kind of just slipped up towards the end. And I think the Commanders actually have a little bit of a better defense than the Denver Broncos, who the Chicago Bears played last week. So I think they could give Justin Fields some problems here. There's a lot of turmoil going on in Chicago right now as we speak, but. Uh, Justin Fields went against a couple of old teammates from Ohio State last week. Um, now he faces another one, a former second overall pick in Chase Young, who seems like he's getting back to being healthy. I don't know if he'll get back to the level that he was at his rookie year, but uh, Chase Young, if healthy, uh, starting to get more snaps. I think he could have an impact in this game. The Bears don't have a great offensive line right now. So one of the also the other reasons why I think I like the Commanders over the Bears, you know, there have been some rumors flying around. I don't know how true they are, but I do believe that if the Bears lose this week, I believe that head coach Matt Eberflus could be fired uh, just because I believe in week six they have a bye week. So that would be a great opportunity to kind of get a fresh start. You know, if Justin Fields continues to not play well and the Bears are losing games, I could also see Justin Fields being in a discussion for some trades. There are some teams that could be quarterback needy. Maybe the Commanders, the Atlanta Falcons are another team. Um, if you look at right now for the Chicago Bears, they have essentially possibly the first and second pick in the draft. I think you trade Justin Fields, you get some draft capital back or maybe a player or something, and you take Caleb Williams and you move on um, with the next regime at head coach. Um, what, like, like I said, the Falcons I think would be an ideal fit. Um, Arthur Smith in that offense, what they would do with Bijan, 
Kyle Pitts, Drake London moving forward with such a young nucleus of talent, I think could be really special. Obviously, Arthur Smith hates fantasy, so I don't know if he'd even put Justin Fields on the field, but Desmond Ritter has struggled, to say the least. For the Commanders, uh, Sam Howell, I think um, he's been sacked 26 times, which is the most through a four-game span in the NFL. I believe he's on pace to get sacked like 100 times, which is not going to be a good number. I think they need to either protect him a little bit better or maybe, you know, create some quick passes for him. I also do believe that the Bears' defense might give him a little bit more time. Uh, Brian Robinson is a guy that I'm looking for to have a big game. I think the Commanders could be playing with a little bit of a lead, so they could give him the ball. Um, Eric Bieniemy has done a really good job in kind of spreading the ball off to all the playmakers on offense. Now we head to Sunday where we have the Jaguars and the Bills. I'm not exactly sure where they're playing. They might be in Mexico. I don't know if they're still in London. But um, we have the 2-2 two and two Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a win in London last week, going against the Buffalo Bills who are 3-1. and one. Um, I'm taking the Bills. The Bills right now are on a roll. I think they're really starting to pick up steam. They're really getting hot. The Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, and Calvin Ridley, that connection hasn't been what we thought it was going to be. Uh, it seems like Christian Kirk might be the number one wide receiver, but as far as fantasy implications, I think these guys are going to kind of be boom or bust. Um, they do get Zay Jones, which I think will help this offense, but the Jaguars' defense has just been giving up a lot of points, and the secondary um, hasn't played that well, so I expect Stephon Diggs um, to continue to have a, a good game here. Next, we have the 2-2 two two Houston Texans going into Atlanta to take on the 2-2 two two Falcons. I'm taking the Texans here. I, I, I picked against them the last couple weeks, and I've gotten burned. I really love what C.J. Stout is doing, obviously, in this offense. He looks so comfortable. He's aggressive. Even with an offensive line that's missing a lot of key starters, C.J. Stroud has just been uh, playing out of his mind. Nico Collins, Tank Dell, uh, Damian Pierce have all stepped up to the plate. Um, and the Falcons' defense is solid, but I really like the Texans' defense. They're playing really hard. Uh, they're one of the better units right now in the NFL, and I think they could possibly contain B. John Robinson for the most part. Um, I think they're going to force Desmond Ritter to make throws down the field, and I think that's where the Texans will capitalize. Next, we have the winless Carolina Panthers and the 3-1 Detroit Lions. I'm obviously going to take the Lions. There's just too much firepower on offense. Um, they also get back Jamison Williams. I like a JMO touchdown. Once again, J.C. Horn is out for the Panthers. I know the Panthers started off strong against the Minnesota Vikings last week. I don't see that happening again. Um, give me the Lions over the Panthers. I know that the Panthers have recently been in a search for a number one wide receiver. I think it would be not a very smart idea to uh, trade for Chase Claypool. I think a guy they could possibly go after is uh, Jerry Judy. I think uh, the Denver Broncos have a plethora of wide receivers, and I think um, he could be a guy that has that wide receiver one potential. I think they could force feed him the ball in this offense. And they also have a little bit of an Alabama connection, which is always important here. Next, we have the uh, AFC South matchup here with uh, the Titans 2-2 two two going against the Indianapolis Colts, who are also 2-2. Two um, I think I like the Colts in this one. I like what I've seen from the Colts, especially last week where they come from behind a close game against the Rams. 
Um, Anthony Richardson's, you know, play very smart with the ball. I know that the Titans have a good run defense, but the Titans on offense are kind of a boomer bust. They either will score three points or they'll score 30 points. It's really one or the other. And obviously last week they beat the Cincinnati Bengals, so they're coming off a high. Uh, the interesting thing I'm watching for this game is going to be Jonathan Taylor. Does he play? How much does he play? Does he get traded in the next couple of days? That's something that I know a lot of people are looking at, especially in fantasy. But until something happens, it's just kind of a wait and see. Next, we have the 1-3 New York Giants going against the 3-1 Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. The Dolphins are coming off a loss. I really think that this could be a, a bounce-back game for the Miami Dolphins, and I think they could potentially score 70 points on a Giants defense. That's not very good, and it's on a short week. The Giants might look a little bit better on offense with Saquon, but I just don't see them doing anything against the Miami Dolphins. Next, we have the 2-2 two two Saints going against the Patriots, who are 1-3 and three at the moment. I like both teams. Uh, they both need a bounce-back game, but I think I'm going to have to take the Saints. The Patriots are dealing with a lot with Mac Jones not playing well. And then uh, defense have a solid defense, so that could cause some problems for him. Uh, the Patriots right now on defense are dealing with a lot of injuries. We talked about Matt Judon. Uh, he has a torn bicep, so he's going to be out for a while here. Um, Christian Gonzalez, their rookie out of Oregon, this is a guy that's been playing extremely well in the secondary. Um, he has a shoulder injury, and he might be missing the rest of the season. So the New England Patriots went out and traded for J.C. Jackson, who originally was a Patriot, went to L.A., got paid, got hurt, hasn't played well. We're hoping that he can have a little bit of a bounce back uh, now that he's back in New England where he's very familiar. Um, this is kind of a Patriots thing. Guys will leave and then they'll come back. You know, It's kind of like Bill Belichick uh, kind of planned it out. But, um, yeah, I think the Saints on offense, I think Derek Carr coming back a little healthier. Alvin's going to be back in the rhythm. Maybe this offense will look a little bit better. I just know that Chris Olave needs to have more than one target. And this is a Patriots secondary that's out some players on the defensive side of the ball. So they need to take advantage, and I expect them to. Next, we have the 3-1 and one Ravens going against the 2-2 two and two Steelers. I've been against the Ravens the last couple of times, and, you know, I've been burned. So I'm not going to mess this one up. I'm in on the Ravens. Let's go Lamar Jackson. He's going to have a tough task going against this Pittsburgh's front seven uh, with guys like J.J. Watt and Ali Highsmith. But I think he'll be able to take advantage of the secondary, and a lot of teams have already kind of done that in the last couple of weeks. And the thing is, is the Steelers' offense with Kenny Pickett has already struggled, and I think the same thing is going to happen with Mitchell Trubisky. I think the Ravens could have a chance to – get after an offense. We haven't really seen them do that. Um, a guy that I like maybe the Ravens to address right now would be edge rusher Randy Gregory, who just got released from the Denver Broncos. I think that could be a really good fit for them. Now the 3 o'clock games, we have the 1-3 Cincinnati Bengals going against the Cardinals, who are also 1-3. This one's a really interesting game for me. We all know that the Bengals have not played well at all. Uh, Joe Burrow is not healthy, and he's not playing well. T. Higgins might be out for this game. So I'm going to be rolling with the Cardinals. I'm taking the underdog on this one. The thing about these teams is we've already 
counted them out. So they have nothing to lose. I love what Josh Jobs has done. I forgot that at Tennessee, this guy was a uh, nuclear scientist, I believe, or a neuroscientist, doctor, something like that. This is a really good, smart guy that's playing for his life, essentially, in the NFL. And I think guys are rallying around that. And I, I believe that the Cardinals can move the ball. The Bengals can't really move the ball on offense. And um, I do expect uh, Jamar Chase to get a lot of targets and possibly score a touchdown. You know, maybe I'll be wrong, and maybe hopefully Joe Burrow can get back on this week. Next, we have the 4-0 Eagles going against the 2-2 Los Angeles Rams. I'm taking the uh, the Eagles. I'm sorry. I like what the Rams have done. They have a Cinderella story. I think with them bringing Cooper Cup back into this offense, they're going to have to, you know, kind of figure it out what it's going to look like moving forward because I don't think you can put Puka Tutu Atwell on the sideline necessarily. So um, I'm I'm just kind of wondering what's going on with Kyron Williams, his injury as well. Uh, but, yeah, give me the Eagles. They've just been dominating on offense and defense. And then now we got a revenge game here. We have the 1-3 New York Jets going against the 1-3 Denver Broncos. Uh, the reason why this game is kind of a special one Last year, the Broncos brought in offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Um, he was the offensive coordinator for Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers were there. And I think they thought they could possibly get Aaron Rodgers to go to Denver. Obviously, they got Russell Wilson. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, his first year as the Denver Broncos head coach, gets fired. And then they bring in Sean Payton. So Sean Payton had some very choice words in an interview he did, basically saying that, the way that they were running the team last year was trash. It was garbage. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers came to the defense of his offensive coordinator and kind of called out Sean Payton. So this really would have been interesting if Aaron Rodgers was playing. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think it could go either way. It's a pick em game for me, really. But I'm going to go with the Jets on this one. I really liked what I saw from the Jets and Zach Wilson on Sunday night. He played well. I know that there's a little bit of turmoil in New York, but I think this is going to be a moment for New York right here to rally behind their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, and Zach Wilson, who a lot of people are coming to his defense, and rightfully so. I think this is going to be a a great way for them to rally together and beat the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos just released their edge rusher, Randy Gregory. Um, They have a young defense. Um, I would like to see Garrett Wilson still go against Patrick Sertain, um, two really young and up-and-coming players. Um, they could be, you know, the elite players at their position here in the next couple of years. Um, and another thing I think about, too, is Jerry Judy. I kind of mentioned it before, but I think he could be on his way out of Denver. I think they, the Denver Broncos, we've already seen them. They want to go younger. And I think they're possibly going to try and transition out of Russell Wilson, so I think they're going to roll with maybe Cortland Sutton and uh, Marvin Mims, who we've seen a lot of. Javante Williams is dealing with injuries. They have, uh, what's his name, the Jamel McLaughlin. He's been playing really well, so I think they want to just go younger all the way through. So I think, you know, the Broncos might be focused on other things other than the game on Sunday. And then we have the Chiefs and the Vikings. Uh, Chiefs are 3-1. and one. The Vikings are 1-3, and three, coming off their first victory against the Carolina Panthers. 
for the Chiefs, if they're not careful, this could be a trap game. That, you know, we know that Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, Alexander Madison, Cam Akers, they can put up points on offense. Uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game. The defense has struggled, but they played better last week. They might be gaining some confidence. The Chiefs on Sunday night football looked messy. But if there's one thing I know, I think this is going to be an Andy Wright will get them straight. He's going to get them back focused on football. No more Taylor Swift stuff. You know, let's just – we have a mission. We got to repeat. And I think um, I'm going to take the Chiefs against the Minnesota Vikings here. Now we have Sunday night football. I think this is actually going to be the game of the week here. You know, whether it's going to be a blowout blowout or not, I couldn't tell you because I feel like it could go either way. We have the 3-1 Cowboys going against the 4-0 San Francisco 49ers. This is a rematch of the last two playoff games for the Cowboys where the 49ers have dominated them in the playoffs. As much as I would like to take the Cowboys, I just think ultimately I'm going to have to go with the 49ers. My thing was a couple years ago, it was, you know, strength versus weakness, you know. And we're looking at these 49ers run game with Christian McCaffrey going against a Dallas run defense that struggled against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I know they brought in Mozzie Smith, and he's been an upgrade. But overall, as a unit, you know, this 49ers offense is clicking with Brock Purdy. Brandon Ayuk is playing out of his mind right now. Debo's coming back. George Kittle's getting healthy. I think it's just too much because, once again, we're talking about a, you know, a, a strength against a weakness. The Cowboys on offense have not looked great, and they're going against a very good San Francisco 49ers defense, and I can see the Cowboys struggling against the 49ers. You know, I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be competitive. Um, the Cowboys are coming off a big win as well as the 49ers, so – um, it's going to be a good game, but I'm going to be taking the 49ers against my Dallas Cowboys. And in the Monday night game, uh, we have the 2-2 two two Packers going against the 1-3 Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers. Um, once again, they're kind of – the Raiders are kind of in the same bubble as the Chicago Bears in the sense that there's so much turmoil. There's stuff that's going on on the field, off the field, that is just not a good sign for them. So with Josh McDaniels, I believe the, let's see, the Raiders have a bye week. Uh, not anytime soon here, but I think if they lose this game, I think they could just, you know, uh, fire Josh McDaniels, have an interim head coach. Jimmy Garoppolo's injured right now. They could trade away some of these good players, you know, like Devontae Adams. He might say, hey, well, I want a chance to, play for a Super Bowl, so he might get traded. I think those are the things that could possibly happen. Uh, but, yeah, just the Raiders don't look good. This is a team that, you know, I've said it before, other than Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs, this is a roster that doesn't have a lot of talent. But, uh, yeah, the Packers, I think this is a chance for them to get back on track. They have an extra day to get healthy. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson. Um, I think Aaron Jones also scores in this game. Aaron Jones just does well in primetime games. And the uh, Raiders' run defense um, is an all right. It's an okay group, not an elite group. So uh, last week I went 12-16. and 16. We'll see how it goes this week. You know, with some of these games that are really close, I might be updating it to let you guys know that maybe I've 
changed my mind. There's still a couple of days till Sunday, but um, yeah, Thursday is uh, coming right around the corner. So there you guys have it. Just want to say thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. And always just remember, go for two.